0: This is a worship experience. We're going to ask you to worship with us. You should know every song that we're singing this morning. Worship with us. The song, the, the lyrics will be up on the screen. Worship with us. Praise with This is a participatory experience this morning. Feel free to lift up your hands in praise. Feel free to clap along. Feel free to stand as long as you're not blocking somebody behind you. Feel free to engage and participate in our celebration of praise. This is not an emotional experience. It's a spiritual experience. So I'm going to ask you once again to lift your hands towards heaven. Lord, your word says that they that worship the Father can only worship the Father in spirit and in truth for God is spirit Lord lead us into praise but not just praise and worship but a celebration of praise come Holy Spirit anoint our voices anoint our hands anoint our feet help us to give you the highest praise and all God's people would say amen and amen. Are you ready for a celebration of praise? Let's give God all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. You may be seated. Let's go ahead and hit it this morning. Are you ready to praise the Lord? Worship is our highest calling. There will never be any preaching or teaching in heaven. God will praise our Lord throughout eternity. So join us for a celebration of praise Praise the Lord. question, what one word, what one word is the same in every language? There it is. Hallelujah. Which means what? Doesn't mean praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. It is in the imperative in Hebrew. You praise the Lord. Why praise? Well, praise is a command, a command from God, because God needs buttering up. No, because your faith needs building up. There it is. Rather than a duty, praise and worship, it's a delight. (laughs) Praise offers us a brand new revelation of who our God is, our God who is mighty, our God who is holy, our God, our Father who is so loving. God is love. Why praise? You see, praise is the key to an overcoming faith. Psalms, chapter 34, verse 3. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt His name together. Did you hear where David said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. That's what happens when you worship. You magnify God. When you're going through a trouble, when you're going through a trial, when you're going through a tribulation, you have a choice. You have a choice to enlarge your problems or to magnify the Lord, (laughs) the problem solver. Amen? Our God, who cannot and who will not fail you, Why praise? Praise is a dress rehearsal, Christian, for eternity. If you're uncomfortable with praise and worship, you're not going to enjoy heaven. That's right. Praise. Think of it. You can sing it. You can say it. You can share it. You can shout it. You can even strum it on a guitar. The important thing about praise is to start it. So from the mountains to the valleys, uh, let's lift our voices singing hallelujah, praise ye the Lord. Amen. Amen. Rise to you. In your Bibles, in Luke chapter 17, ten lepers, ten lepers come crying out to Jesus. They come shouting, Lord, Lord, have mercy on us. And Jesus had compassion on them. And he spoke a healing word. And all ten men were instantly made whole, healed under the power of God. The Bible says how many came back to thank Jesus? Only one. Only one. Think of it. Just 10% of that healing revival came back to thank the Lord. In fact, uh, this man came on his knees shouting loudly, glorifying God, thanking the Lord for the miracle. Jesus looked at the man and said, we're not ten healed? Where are the other nine? Isn't anyone else, Jesus said, going to praise the Lord for what he has done? And then in verse 12, jesus said to the man that was thanking him arise go thy way thy faith hath made thee whole two powerful truths two powerful truths come across to me here first of all jesus notices when there's a lack of thanksgiving where there's ingratitude the absence of thankfulness The Lord notices second powerful truth. The Bible says nine were healed, but only one was made whole. It's possible to have a miracle and not be right with God. It's possible to have a healing and still not be pleasing God. It's not enough. have a financial or a physical miracle are you whole this morning thanksgiving makes us whole before the lord and it delights the heart of god how do you thank the lord you thank the lord for what he has done you thank the lord for what he's doing and you thank the lord for what he is going to do he delights especially in faith Thanksgiving. When you thank him in advance for what he will do. How do we enter the presence of the Lord? Psalms chapter 100 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. I ask you this morning, do you love to praise the Lord?
1: Well, Thanksgiving starts
0: praise you may be seated Luke chapter 7 Luke chapter 7 shares how Jesus went to a dinner party do you like going to parties and the party was hosted by Simon a religious leader of the day but the scripture Luke denotes that Simon did not give the customary greeting that he should have with Jesus. He didn't give the common courtesies of the day. And Jesus noticed it. That's right. In the middle of dinner, while they were eating, somebody crashed the party. I said, somebody crashed the party. This party crasher was a woman a known adulteress and she comes in not drunk she comes in not sassy she comes in crying weeping and with her tears she washed the feet of jesus and then she dried them with her hair to this woman It didn't matter what people thought. She didn't care what people were thinking. She cared what God was thinking. She had only one passion. I must get to Jesus. I must pour my heart out to Jesus. After all of this, she then took very expensive perfume and poured it upon the person of Jesus. And then Jesus began to read the thoughts of the religious crowd that were judging and condemning both her and him. He began to read their thoughts, and Jesus looked at the host of the party. Jesus looked at Simon and said this in Luke 7, 44. Do you see this woman? I came into your house. And you did not give me water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears. She wiped them with her hair. You did not give me the customary kiss on the cheek, but this woman from the time that I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, though her sins are many, they will be forgiven. For she loved much. Do you think the Lord notices when we love much? Yes. She loved much, Jesus said, but he who has been forgiven little loves little. What's the problem here? Simon, this religionist, he knew, he knew, he knew all about religion. He had, his, he had his doctrine down pat. He knew all of the scriptures of the Bible, but he didn't practice it. I said he didn't practice it. He knew about religion, but he didn't know how to touch the heart of God. And that's the problem in many churches today simon didn't know our lord always responds to passion in his presence i'm not talking about fanaticism i'm not talking about emotional excess but i am talking about being free in the spirit i am talking about pouring your heart out to god sometimes it might go into your hands lifted up sometimes it might go into your feet (laughs) sometimes you you might bow down weeping in emotion, sometimes you might laugh in the spirit as the joy of the Lord, which is your strength, courses through you. You see, Christianity is not a long distance affair, but a personal relationship with the lover of your soul, Jesus. Praise is the key to intimacy with Christ, praise is pressing into his presence. And Jesus is always looking for real lovers that will press into his presence with a passion for him. What kind of people, what kind of people will God bless with his presence? Hey, it doesn't matter if it's old time religion or contemporary church. It doesn't matter if you sing out of, of, out of hymn books or you sing from video screens. It doesn't matter if it's a pipe organ or or if it's a full band or acoustic guitar. It doesn't matter if it's a cathedral in the city, a fancy worship center in the burbs, or a jungle hut church in Africa. I said, it doesn't matter if the pastor's wearing robes, a suit and tie, or he's wearing shorts and sandals. What does matter... What does matter, is God there? Is God there? And God desires to come. But God will always come in his own terms. He comes when hearts are humble. He comes where hearts are thirsty. He comes where hearts are really, really hungry for him. of joy. Would you agree with me? It's not just about his presence, which is comfort, peace, and joy, but it's also about the glory. (laughs) It's about the glory, amen. let pray for the glory to come down you may sit down hallelujah hallelujah why praise some people come to this preacher and they ask why should I praise the Lord I'll tell you why praise works I said it works praise is more than worship praise is warfare spiritual warfare You see, it's a short trip to find trouble. The Bible says that the devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's a thief who comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But the devil, I said old Sloughfoot Satan, he's allergic to your praise and worship. He just can't stand it. That's why when you're at your midnight hour you need to, first and foremost, before you call 911, lift up your hands and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what Paul and Silas did in their midnight hour as they were stuck in that Philippian jail, that Philippian dungeon. The devil thought he had them beat, but what did they do? I said, what did they do? At their midnight hour, at that dark hour, at the devil's hour, they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Bible says. And God sent an earthquake to set them free. The psalmist said in Psalms forty-six, ten: be still and know that I am God. Cease your worrying, cease your fear, cease your even your crying, your pleading, and start knowing and understanding I'm in control and praise me. Be still and know that I am God. In our next praise song, our next worship number, there'll come a certain point in the song that I'm going to step out with a microphone and I'm going to say, stand up. And I'm not speaking to everyone. I'm going to invite you to stand up if you're going through a trial right now, if you're going through a trouble right now, if you're going through a testing experience, perhaps even a tragedy. I'm going to invite you to stand up and you in your standing up represents before the Lord that you're going to praise him no matter what that you're gonna praise Him in your midnight hour. It might be sickness, it might be financial hardship, it might be a marital family matter, but instead of pleading, you're gonna start praising. You see, sometimes even our prayers can dictate to God what He should do. But when I praise the Lord, No matter what, in the midst of my trial and my trouble, I release God to do what He thinks is best. And His best is always victory. Always, always. So be ready in the middle of this next song that when I come out with the microphone and say, stand up, you're standing up as a stand of faith as you praise the Lord in the midst of your battle, the midst of your your trial, the midst of your storm, to stand if you're determined to praise the Lord no matter what. And when I do, I want you to think of this. When you stand up, stop telling God how big your storm is and start telling your storm how big your God is. Be still and know that He is God. Amen. jesus lord as your people that are walking through the trial the valley the storm lord i ask and pray that god they'll determine not to beg they'll determine not to fear or worry but they'll move into praise lord we recognize yea we're keenly aware that the enemy of our soul is allergic to a praising worshiping people And, Lord, where he sees praise, he lets the pressure off. When you see praise, Lord, it releases you to war on our behalf. And I just speak health, healing, wholeness, peace within marriages, peace within family relationships. Lord, I speak prosperity upon businesses. I speak, oh God, divine favor upon household finances. I speak favor on employment. Lord, I pray even right now that son, that daughter that is away from you, that dad, that mother, Lord, God, that loved one that does not know you, wherever they're at right now, in the name of Jesus, grip a hold of that heart. And let them cry out in repentance and cry out to you their only hope, their only Savior. In the name of Jesus, we speak it, we believe it, and we receive it. And everyone would say, amen. Amen. You may be seated. John chapter 4 verse 24 says, God is a spirit. And they that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. I've often been asked, Pastor Phil, what's the difference between praise and worship? Praise and worship? We don't receive a direct word in scriptures on that, but the strong implication is this. praise. Is when I thank God for what he has done worship goes deeper worship is when I praise God for who he is it's adoring the character the attributes of the Almighty it's the song that the angels sing a Sunday school teacher Assigned a homework assignment in class to her students. And she said, I want you to draw a picture of your favorite Bible character. And she came over to a girl and could not recognize what the girl was drawing. She, she said, uh, Susie, what are you drawing there? And she says, I'm drawing a picture of God. Well, Susie, no one knows what God looks like. Susie looked up at her teacher and said, "They will when I'm done." <laughs> no one knows what God looks like, but I'll tell you this. Your level of praise will be just as great as you see your God. Your level of worship will subsist on your revelation of who God is to you. If you view God as miserly, if you view God as a scorekeeper, if you view God as just a judge, your praise will be at that level. But if you view God as our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed, (laughs) hallowed be thy name. The higher the revelation of who your God is, the more you know about God, the greater your praise and worship level. The greater your worship level, the greater the revelation of your God. I want to remind you the one that we worship is not the old man upstairs, he's not some senile, feeble, hard of hearing God. He's definitely not Buddha, Muhammad. Allah or Confucius. The Bible reveals him as El Shaddai, the Almighty. Jehovah Jireh, our God who provides. Jehovah Rophe, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Jehovah Nisi, my God, my victory. Jehovah Shama, the Lord who is always there. He is the creator. He is God. More than all powerful. More than being almighty, our God is all loving. Do you know right now he desperately, desperately loves you? He knows right where you're at. He reads your mail. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. And in his awesome presence, in response to fresh revelation of who he is, all we can do is sing the songs of the angels. And what do they sing? Holy, holy, holy. Precious Lord, I, John, your brother and companion, in the suffering and the patient endurance that are ours in Christ Jesus, I was on the Isle of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus, and on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit, and I heard behind me a voice like a trumpet. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and his head and his hair were white as snow, and his eyes were like coals of burning fire. His voice was like the sound of rushing waters his face was like the sun shining in all of its brilliance and when i saw him i fell at his feet as dead but he laid his right hand upon me saying unto me fear not fear not i am the first and i am the last i am he that liveth and was dead And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of death and hell and the grave. And I looked. And behold, the throne was set in heaven. And I saw he who was upon the throne. And encircling the throne was a rainbow resembling an emerald. And from the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. And then I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne, I saw a scroll. A scroll sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice who is worthy to break the seals upon the scroll but no one no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it and I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and read the book but then But then one of the elders said to me, Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and the seven seals. And then I beheld in the midst of the throne a lamb as though it had been slain and 24 elders fell down before the Lamb and sang a new song saying, you are worthy for you were slain and you have redeemed us by God, by your blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth And then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands, ten times, ten thousand, and they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And in a loud voice they sang, Worthy, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth And wisdom, strength and honor, glory and praise. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, shouting, Hallelujah! For the Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us be glad and give Him glory, for behold, He is coming soon. I said, he is coming soon he is coming soon and the spirit and the bride say come and let him who knows say come even so come lord jesus and then i saw heaven standing open And there was before me a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. His name is the Word of God, and on his robe and on his thigh he has this name written. Say it with me, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Today, we bow our heads humbly as we recognize where we've been, where we are, and where you're moving us to, God. (laughs) Lord, the best is yet to come. Lord, even now we look through a glass darkly, we do not comprehend or see. But on that day, we will no longer walk by faith, but we'll see you face to face. Come, sweet Holy Spirit, even right now and knock upon heart's doors. For Jesus is in this place. For God inhabits the praises of his people. I would ask that every head would be bowed, no moving around, quietness, stillness, in the privacy, the sacredness of this moment as souls stand before the living God. It was yesterday. It was yesterday that I picked up the telephone and on the other end, a man was crying. It was Sam Johnson who has preached here many times here at Lakeside. Missionary Sam Johnson. And he was just crying and sobbing loudly on the phone. And then he blurted out that a dear friend of Becky and I B. G. Nevitt, the senior pastor in Decatur, Illinois, who pastors our great Assembly of God Church, a dear friend that I've walked with now for more than 13 years, that yesterday got on his motorcycle, never realizing how that ride would end. And that dear pastor got on his motorcycle for a Saturday ride, was broadsided by a 19-year-old girl, and instantly went from this life to the next. It was just a few years ago that that family said goodbye to their 21-year-old daughter who died of a blood disease. And I want you this morning to lift up Brenda Nevitt, the pastor's wife, to lift up that church, for the peace of God that passes all understanding. But I mention it to you this morning that out of BG's death there would come new life. Life is but a vapor the Bible says. Here today gone tomorrow. How about it? How about it? I'm speaking to souls right now. You're not sure you're right with God. You're not sure that you have a home in heaven. Do you want to be sure? I'm going to pray the prayer of salvation. And if you would like to be included in this prayer of salvation, all I ask is that you exercise your faith. All I ask is that as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, and no one is looking around, it's just you and God, that you exercise your faith by lifting up your hands so that I can see it. Your hand lifted up says that you want to be included in this prayer that will give you a home in heaven and make you right with God. Thank you, sir. Thank you, mom. Thank you, sir. I see that hand. Yes, up on the balcony. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Five hands lifted for Jesus. How many more? Lift it up high so that I can see it. Lift it up high. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. Amen. Seven hands lifted for Jesus. Yes, eight hands lifted for Jesus. Nine hands. Ten hands lifted for Jesus. God bless you. How many more? Yes, 11 hands. Twelve hands. God bless you. How many more lifted up? Thirteen hands lifted for Jesus. I see that hand. God bless you. More importantly, God sees those hands. God bless you. How many more? Yes, 14, 15, 16. An entire family lifting their hands for Jesus. 17, 18. God bless you. God bless you. God's Holy Spirit is moving in this place. God's Holy Spirit is moving in this place. If you're running from God, stop running. Stop running. Stop running. 19 hands lifted up for Jesus. Keep lifting them up. Keep lifting them up life is a vapor you cannot guarantee tomorrow you can't guarantee your next breath you can't guarantee your next heartbeat keep those hands lifted up pray this prayer with me i'm going to ask you to pray it out loud in fact i'm going to ask everyone to pray it but especially you that have your hands lifted up put your heart into this prayer, mean what you're about to say. Are you ready? Dear Jesus, I come to you right now and I confess, I am a sinner. But Jesus, you're my savior. I believe you died for me. You paid the price for my sin. And I believe you rose from the dead with resurrection life. I want that life, Jesus. A new life. A changed life. Jesus, thank you for hearing me. Thank you for changing me. For giving me a home in heaven. I thank you, Jesus, that I am saved. In the name of Jesus, I pray it. Amen.